Lyrically. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. You're listening to Beamich and Finley. Good morning, Brian. How do you do? What up, JP? Did you see your pitch I sent to you? I did. That's a good-looking fella. Somebody he- said this is a JP looks just, They said the name of who the guy is. I didn't know who the hell it was. So they sent the picture, and I was like, wow. It's a cartoon character <laughs> yes. that has big ears and uh, and well-combed hair. <laughs> um, I don't know who that dude is either, but you I know, will find it out for you. If somebody does, I'm sure maybe of the four of us who would He's know from that. the cartoon show Lazy Town. That's it. That's I've never it. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Jeff, <laughs> like to hang out with, with, with uh, watching cartoons with little kids. No, stop that. We I thought you were going to say that. Jeff likes to hang out I in Lazy so Town. I have so many little siblings and little <laughs> nephews and cousins. Little? How old are your little brother? Your little brother. How do you know? How old is your little brother? So now they're like 10, 11, and okay. 13. But when was Lazy? I never heard of Lazy Town until that person sent it to me. Yeah, that was like a couple of years ago. Okay. How'd you know off the break I look like some dude from Lazy Town? Well, I sent him the picture, too. <laughs> oh, all right. That makes more sense. I, I thought not. Jeff was able to just, like, guess the, the cartoon I, I, character from Lazy Town. I look like in his head. And I get you, Landfill will know. Oh, yes, that looked like JP. Oh, yeah, this fella. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm not, I'm not mad about looking like a Lazy Town cartoon character. I wish I got to live in Lazy Landfill, Town. are you on the Instagram? Nope. Um. I'll B, get it to you. B, we got an interesting week unfolding here as, you know, it's the last week of the NFL season, and the, what stands out to me really above anything is, like, you can look around the league, right, and there are real questions about what's going to happen with the Bears. You know, yeah. Eber, Eberflus seems to have them going the right way and fields is playing pretty well but they also have the number one pick and jim harbaugh might want the job like who knows right you've got questions with the raiders because antonio pierce you know what's wild as impressive as i feel like antonio pierce has been Uh and as, as much as it seemed like the team had quit they were three and five in eight games with McDaniel's, and they're four and four in eight games with Antonio Pierce. Yeah. So the, the actual numbers aren't that different. But to me, you go to Kansas City and win in Arrowhead on Christmas, that counts as more than just one. I think you look at the way that they're playing, and I think this is the thing you have to understand: a lot of bad habits had been formed when they were being led by McDaniel, and now you get a guy who come in who can motivate them, and they're still trying to get that crap out of them based off of what they had before. What if he was the guy the whole time? I think they'll be a better, be much better than, what are they, seven and uh, nine or something like that? I think they'll be better than that. Yeah, and what if he gets a whole offseason? Yeah. I mean, right, like there's real questions there. Um, yeah, they're seven and nine right now, so they could finish a year at eight and nine. But you've also got, dude, I'm not in charge of the Saints. If I was, uh, the Saints have been trying to hang on for far too long. I think it's time to detonate that thing and start from scratch. But, you know, the Saints might make the playoffs. Well, all the guys in uh, Louisiana, that's what they're thinking. It's time to get rid of that coach. They cannot stand him. Right, but uh, there's a there's a non-zero chance they bring the coach and they bring Derek Carr back. Mm-hmm. Right? Derek and, Carr is, is average, uh, below average. Sure. But what do you do with Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield in Tampa? Hey, what's their record? Eight and nine, I think. You got to think about that too. Listen, man, this the, the thing you have to They're understand. They're eight and eight. 
listen, whether it's a friend of mine or an enemy of mine, in this business, it's about production. Yeah. And if you're not producing, you're not winning more than you're losing, then you know what? Your job is at stake. I mean, we, we can't sit up here and act like in certain situations where, oh, we got to feel sorry for it. No, if you're not winning in football, professional football, you're probably going to be looking. A hundred percent. I thought Jacoby had one of the best lines I've heard when he said, this business doesn't wait for anybody. Nobody. And, and he's right. <laughs> At um, all. But, but, B, what stands out to me and why I bring those up, even even Atlanta, right? Like, what are they going to do with Arthur Smith? You know, the Vikings, I think Kevin O'Connell's certainly safe there, but you never know. The Titans, would Mike Vrabel have a real decision to make? There's all these places. But in Washington, it's all done. Like, everybody knows what's going to happen. Everybody knows, you know, how, Ron's already kind of fielding answers about, like, his proudest moments and what would he have done differently. It's just a very bizarre feeling because, obviously, when we get to next week, there's going to be the major news of the actual dismissal of people, the actual uh-huh. firings, yeah. right? But there's no surprise at all with it, and it just feels different, don't you think? It feels different in what way? Like, if, if you consider what's going on with New Orleans or Tampa, where there's some question about, yo, if they win this game. I mean, this time last year, they had only just fallen out of the playoff race because Ron started Carson in Week 17. And then the question was, well, will they go back to Heineke? Are they going to go to Howell? It's just there, there were questions about, what mattered for the organization and you had the whole specter of the sale and everything kind of like influencing, but there's no question about what is happening. And there really hasn't been, I'd say for the last month, certainly after the bye week and maybe even since they fired Jack and everybody. Yeah. It's just, I think if you put the whole body of work together there, there are no questions. No. I mean, whatever, what we thinking and what people are projecting or, you know, saying it's going to happen, predicting, then guess what? That's probably what should be happening. Yeah, I mean, to your point, it's a results-based business. Yeah. And you, you've lost seven in a row, and the best your season's going to go is 5-12. and 12. And certainly the odds makers expect it to go 4-13. and 13. Yeah. And, like, 4-13, and 13, frankly, is bad enough to get a coach fired than in their first year. Like, yes. you, you, you <laughs> see that. It's, it's Dude, so – we talked about this yesterday. The commanders, the Washington organization anyway, hasn't had an eight-game losing streak in ten years. Shanahan's last year, they finished the year with eight straight losses, 2013. It's hard to lose eight straight, B. Yeah. like it, It's hard to do. And it's hard to only win four games in a season. Like, gen- the league is built for teams to go 500. And, and now 500 means 8 and 9, 9 and 8, right? Yeah. But, like, the league is built with a hard salary cap and a rotating draft. Like, the draft directly correlates to how bad you finish. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at other sports, like, you look at basketball, you look at baseball, there's no hard salary cap. You can spend as much as you want. Now, do they, have, they do have a luxury tax where high-spending teams have to share money on the backside. Fine, but it ain't a hard cap. And the NBA has the draft lottery, which presents, which often produces wacky results. Yeah. 
baseball, we just saw the Nats get screwed by whatever the hell that formula is. <laughs> like, if you lose too much and you get money and revenue sharing, you can't pick higher than 15th, whatever that is, they clearly try to manipulate the results. The NFL is just result-driven. Yeah. If you are terrible, like the Panthers, you get the top pick. And Washington's pretty bad, so they're going to get the second or third pick. See, what happens in this deal is, I think I mentioned this on the radio before. My buddy, you remember, you met Kenny before. Mm-hmm. So Kenny had this job, and he said they were going to give him a promotion. I said, does any money come with that promotion? Oh, no, it's a title. I said, don't take it. He said, why not? I say, you can get fired tomorrow for what you've done today if you get that new title. And what do you mean by that? I say, if you're just a regular employee and you come in a little later, you probably did something okay. But if you're a manager and you did the same thing, you can be out. And he and he kind of figured out, okay, I'm not going to take it. And, and he realized if he had taken it, he was gone. So when you come in and you you want all the power, you want the title, when things don't work, it's hard to run from it. You know, I think the question pops in a lot where, you know, people are asking who's to blame, who had final decision, who had more say. And you, can, you can't run from that. So if, if, you're, if I come to your house, you're the man in the house, you're running things, things aren't working out, guess what? It's on you. <laughs> if you go to my house, same thing. So the ultimate thing is he who is in charge, when things go wrong, don't start pointing fingers. Like they said, if you point one, you got three pointing back at you, right? Yeah, totally. And I, and I think I think Ron's resigned to it at this point where he doesn't even really want to discuss much about how everything landed here. You know what I mean? Because it's just – it's so obvious that – a, a series, not one. I mean, what I keep talking about with the new regime, I just want them to have an identity. And when you have a strong identity and you build consistently in one direction, then you build something that's able to sustain mistakes. Yeah. Right? Like, you can you can handle that. Like, what do, you, you know, what do they always tell you when you're a kid growing up, right? Save money. Save money for a rainy day. Like, when yeah. you buy a house, save some money because you know what? Your your hot water heater is going to break. You're going to have a leak in your plumbing. Like, you're going to need that. You know, I took that literal. I, I believe not, you. She told me save money for rain. Then it rained. I had my money. I went and spent it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm serious. It rains a lot in Louisiana. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> if I save for a rainy day, I'll be broke by the time I get old. But, like, you, you, you extend that analogy to a football team, you're going to miss on picks. You're going to make bad free agent signings. Guys are going to get hurt. Things, things are going to happen. But if you build a structure and an organization and a team, if you amass enough talent, you can overcome those problems. Think about the Ravens. Think about what the Ravens have had to overcome at the running back position mm-hmm. over the last five, ten years. Yeah. yeah. It's remarkable. But I, I've said that about the Raiders. I've said it about uh, the the Steelers. Those teams aren't down very long. No. And and what I said the whole time Dan was here, and he even told Dan that, I said, you better stop getting all these different coaches because you're getting screwed. And what do you mean? It, every time you get a coach, you get a, the one that's totally opposite of the one before, which means what? For two, three years, they got to get their type of players under there, <laughs> which means you're not going to win a lot. So if you were to have have the – right now it's the commanders. I think the name will change eventually. If you are the commanders, you have a, a certain way you want to play football, 
And every damn coach you hire from that point forward needs to be of that same ilk, which means that they don't walk in and get rid of 48 or 53 people. Right? Right. What they do, they walk in and they figure out the ones that are good enough to keep, and then you bring people that's going to keep fitting the same system. That way you have long, sustained success. The way that it's been working here, think about it. Schottenheimer, way back, was totally different than – then when the person came after him, right? Spurrier. Okay. I mean, could there be any more different people? <laughs> and you went from Spurrier to who? Gibbs. All right. You got Tony. bailed out because Coach Joe. But that was different, but Coach Joe came in and won a playoff game. Yeah. Then you lead Coach Joe and you bring in what? The polar opposite, Mr. <laughs> Jim Zorn. See? Yeah, and he didn't, and nobody wanted the job. He didn't, he must have he was getting the job. Right. Then he you came here to be OC. Yeah, then you bring in the Shanahan's. Then you bring in Gruden. Then you bring in Ron. I mean, you, every coach was different. Nobody can stay. You see, the thing about anything in life, when you're consistent at doing something, you can be very good at doing it. If you're inconsistent, you're not going to be successful, right? I mean, it's so that's such a great point, Brian. I'm just looking at this. Let's remove the Gibbs four years. Because that was just a gift to the organization. He decided he would come back. That mm-hmm. Nobody hired him. He was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it again. But you go from – so he fires Norv. Right, what, the first year he really takes over in 2000, he fires Norv. Yeah. Norv, kind of a player's guy. Just a, a little more easygoing. You hire Marty, who is a hard ass. Completely opposite. Right. You fire Marty, even though he went 8-8, eight and eight, and you bring in Spurrier. Completely opposite. He didn't even want, he didn't want coach. He just wanted to play golf. Right. He just wanted to run. He just wanted to run five wide and play golf. Then you get four years of Gibbs, which is a gift from from it's manna from heaven. Then you hire Jim Zorn, who is just a zero. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> I'm sure you're a nice fellow. Then you go get Mike Shanahan, who had an impressive resume at that time. Uh, I would say certainly more towards the hard ass side, though he took care of his players. It was a disaster. And just the numbers are the numbers, man. Because you didn't want to let him run his thing and do it how he wanted to do it. Right. And they got hit with the, the salary cap penalties and all that. But then you go from Mike to Jay. And those are two very different men. They're just different Hold people, man. And then Jay's got to build things his way. They had a good offense. I, I think if you look at one thing Jay did wrong repeatedly was just hire subpar defensive coordinators when there were probably better folks available. Yeah. Um, you know, if they played like in, that, was, that was at SP. Yeah, totally, 100%. Like, if you look at 2016, their offense was awesome. I mean, they moved the ball like crazy. They didn't quite score, but they moved the ball like crazy. If they had a better defense, what does that look like? I don't know. Um, Then you go from Jay, who was pretty easygoing. Now, they practice hard and everything, but Jay, Jay believed in letting players be players, to Ron, who's supposed to be a hard ass, but then we kind of learn might not be. It just you've got no consistency from the top, no demand for consistency from who he hires, and you just you get that, yeah. you get that. But Brian, t- to your earlier point, in the last twenty years since two thousand, Washington's only had, and, and since two thousand, this team hasn't been very good. They've won one playoff game in that time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've only had four seasons this bad. Four like, seasons, you mean 
Like real, real bad? Like five and yeah. seven or something? Okay. No, I'm not even counting the fives. I'm counting fours and below. Okay. They had four seasons in the, since 20. Yeah. Since 2000. Yeah. They had. How many they had that were, My question was, how many were under 500? But when they, oh, yeah. under 500? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we can just go back. Last year was remarkably at 500 despite a 17-game schedule. Okay. Um, Ron, 21 was under at 7-10. 2020 was under at 7-9, and nine, even though they won the East. 19 was 3-13. and 13. 18 was 7-9. Seven and nine. 17 was 7-9. and nine. 16, they finished above 500 but missed the playoffs. 8-7-1. Of course, we remember that historic one. 15-9-7. Um, 14-4-12. and 13-3-13. Uh, Shanahan's one pop with Robert, ten and six. Then Shanahan had a pair, a five and eleven, a six and ten. So I ask this question, Jay. Zorn went what four and twelve. What is consistent about <laughs> what you're naming right there? Aggressive mediocrity, bro. Okay, what's consistent is they're subpar. Yeah, and I like everything that we, and I hear a lot of rumors going on, and I laugh at them all because I'm looking at a guy who went to the seventy sixes and say I'm changing all this crap. And they're they're good now, okay. People can say well, they haven't won a championship, but I, I guarantee you, we'll take being in the playoffs every year over what the hell we've been doing with. Totally. And then he goes, he does stuff with the Islanders as well. I don't believe he's going to come in here and allow stuff to stay how it was. He's going to change it, especially after he and his crew. <laughs> they just walked in and broke the bank. I mean, <laughs> broke the record for spending the most money for any franchise. So they're trying to recoup that. I've been saying it since the beginning, and people can keep saying what you want. These people are not going to stay status quo. No. Because they are going – listen, nobody in – how many people buy stocks so they can just stay even or lose money? You buy stocks to make money, right? Yeah. They just bought a hell of a stock. They bought a stock where it's always up. The NFL, a team in the NFL, is always up. And you think they're going to stay stagnant? Hell no. They're, going, they're sport. Look how much money they were able to spend, and they had extra. <laughs> so they're not going to stay stagnant by no stretch of the imagination. I think there's a complete, total rebuild of Bruin in Washington. Not a Bruin like Doc Walker, but Bruin in that it is coming. Now, we've got real questions here. Um, in 2020, Washington had the second overall pick. That was because they finished 2019 in disastrous fashion. Sure looks like they're going to have the second overall pick again. What roster was in better shape? Let's figure it out when we come back. It's B. Mitch. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Finley. Rory McIlroy is changing his tune. As you may know, he was very critical of Live Golf when this whole thing started. But now he said that he regrets being too quick to judge players who join Live, and he now expects, excuse me, he now accepts the Saudi-backed tour as part of the sport. He said that it's not his job to fight the good fight, but he still does take issue when players start 
start talking smack about the PGA Tour after they sign with Liv. And the NFL, they just reminded teams that players bear the burden of ensuring that they have properly reported as eligible receivers. This is clearly a response to the chaotic finish in the Cowboys' victory over the Lions. Now, the rule is that players who wear numbers between 50 and 79 and 90 and 99 must report to the referee in order to be eligible to receive a pass. In the video that the NFL sent out to remind teams of this rule, they did not reference a role that the referee has in declaring the correct player eligible. From the Crop Medcap five-star sports desk, Savannah McCann on the fan. Shout out to our guy, Staten Island Lou. That writes up all the uh, all the videos, all the blogs, and he, I thought he did a good job yesterday, B, with um, you and I talking about the quarterback decision for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, we'd hear from the starting quarterback today around noon. Um, instead, they're going to have the starting quarterback speak to the media after practice, so <laughs> that may still be within our show window. That may happen like one. 15, 130. Um, We have an opinion tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Certainly. Um, But just circling back to what you said yesterday, you know, one, the assumption that Jacoby's just going to be healthy enough to do it is just that, an assumption. And I don't think at this point you go back. I don't know. (laughs) It's just so bizarre, um, you know, how everything shook out last week. I think you just let, um, let Sam finish it out. I, I don't see a scenario where you go to from. I, I and they listen, no matter what happens, this is one like I remember Ryan and made a comment that whatever I do, y'all gonna question it. This week it's gonna be questioned. Yeah. No matter what happens, because okay, if Jacoby plays, oh, well, why couldn't he play last week? You know, if Sam goes back out, okay, well you were you were starting the other guy till he got hurt, why isn't he not playing? And if he go from they're gonna say why? Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's plenty of reasons. It, it, <laughs> I think you got to just stick with Sam. If you go with Fromm, here's a a personal thought on going with Fromm. This is very, very, very likely, almost a certainty that it's Ron Rivera's at least his last game in Washington, right? It, 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 let's say everything seems to be pointing that way. Yeah. I'd say it's at least 50-50. This is Ron's last game as an NFL head coach. Uh, I don't know. I just People get jobs, man. Sure. And, and every time something went wrong, what did we hear? Yeah. Okay. Blame just man. like the, the the people that normally talk that we say no a lot, they've always said that, you know, well, he was in a tough situation. Uh, he is really liked. He's a great guy. And for some reason, that, you know, people – like I always, my thing is about first job mentality. You do your first job great, you can do everything else. And you know, the rest of the stuff matter. But if you're not doing your first job great, then that though other stuff don't matter. That's the way I look at it. So, but society falls for the great guy stuff. Here's here's where I'm going with this. Say we think it's a 30% chance, one in three, that Ron gets another head job. Uh-huh. Whatever that chance is. Maybe it's maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 80%. Whatever that chance is. Mm-hmm. We know it's his last game here. 
We believe it's his last game yeah. here. If you start from, no offense to Jake Fromm, he seems like a nice young man. You are one hundred percent tanking. Like, like if you actually start from, you legitimately aren't trying to win. And I just don't see him doing that in his last game. So I think it becomes Jacoby or Sam. And I think Jacoby at this point, knowing he's a game away from free agency, knowing that when he has been on the field, he's looked excellent. Yeah. I think Jacoby's hamstring might still hurt, man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you? You're saying Jacoby is feeling his hamstring hurt or they're telling him his hamstring is hurt? Whoever has – I don't know. I don't know that answer. That that, that Kerry Collins story I told you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, you got a hurt knee. <laughs> I'm just – I just think maybe Sam – listen, last week – last year, week 18, Sam came out and looked pretty good against the Cowboys. Yeah. I, you know, that Niners game, he played decent in the first half. Um, it really seemed like he remembered what got people so excited about him for a couple drives there. And then that the interception in the red zone just seemed to, like, unflip the switch. But I, I think you let this be Sam, and you let him ideally close the season with some success. Um, and I'm going to say I expect it to be Sam. I'm curious where, where you land, B. I mean, like I said yesterday, I, that's what I thought it should do. And because yeah. I think that one thing probably will have the least amount of questions. The other two will have a lot of questions. I mean, what if they start from, dude? <laughs> That's going to be a hell of a lot of questions. Maybe. But you be- know what? It, listen, if that were to happen, I would have to believe that there's other people now that are making decisions because they want to make sure they keep that spot. Yeah, I agree. That's what I would believe. And, and listen, what we're saying here is not no breaking news and no craziness. Nobody's trying to point number, But ultimately, I, as a player – don't understand why people say, oh, man, because I know players don't think like that. As I've always said, it's, it's either coaching or front office that is going to make tanking happen. And if you just go out there and go all the way to from, then I, it, it's going to be like, look, we're we're trying what Philly did when they put uh, – who was the damn guy they put in there? Sudfeld. Yeah, that's he what it would be. And, and listen, man, I can understand how people feel about it, but the whole thing of it, you got the right people in place picking. You can find talent everywhere in the draft, not just at one or two. Sure. You know, I I mean, the thing I keep saying in relation to the draft pick, the higher the pick, undeniably it is more valuable. And at the same time, there is no guarantee that any of these picks work. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, the higher the pick, the more valuable. The value is where they're picking at. That doesn't mean the player going to be that valuable if they don't come here and, and then live up to what their hype is. You know what I mean? So it's it's weird where we look at the value of it because of the position. But they better damn well live up to that value. Sure. sure or it's sure, a problem. Sure. The higher the value, and when that person fails, that's a lot of value that's falling. Um, I'm curious, Jeffrey, as, as a peak Ashburn syndrome survivor, who do you want at quarterback this weekend? I think we might as well let Sam just finish it out. He played every other game. Um, Landini? I want Sam Howell. Um, I think that Jake Fromm is would be kind of like a 
a non-serious. Uh, I mean, it would just be absurd. It, we'd be we'd be a joke if Jake Fromm played. Um, and I think that Jacoby Brissett's uh, hamstring is probably going to be hurting him still. So uh, we got to go with Sam Howell. My thing, Brian. I I don't believe. I'll be totally honest. I don't believe in fairness in pro football. I think I think fairness ain't like nah. <laughs> you know. Great coaches have talked about this. Uh, Bill Parcells always talked about how he treats everybody fair, but he doesn't treat everybody equal. Because what was fair for Lawrence Taylor was a hell of a lot different than yeah, what yeah. was fair. Lawrence Taylor for... showed up late and still played. Right, <laughs> right. I think game Jim... man started. <laughs> I think Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Coaching the Cowboys probably had some different rules for different players. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? I, I'm going to call it a hunch, but I bet Michael Irvin broke a few team rules. Well, but Jimmy you know said if, if Troy, Mike, or Emmett was sleeping in the meeting, they said, what would you do to them? Because he had, he, had, he had cut a guy because he was sleeping in the meeting. He said, I'll get him a damn pillow. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. The, the famous story that may or may not actually be true is – um, in the Civil War, I mean, you can go back anywhere you want in time, but the Civil War, the North is just getting their ass kicked by the South and Robert E. Lee. And finally, Ulysses, Ulysses Grant appears, and he's able to win some battles. And somebody says to Abraham Lincoln, but, sir, he's a drunk. And Lincoln says, send him a case of whatever he likes. There you go. Because <laughs> he's he, winning. He seems <laughs> to be making the right decision. Right, dude. <laughs> um you know, I, I, if you want to make the argument that Fromm has been grinding all year and, and maybe deserves a start, I could, I could, I could hear that and possibly see it happening, but I don't think it's the right. The question I would ask is, why does he deserve a start? Right. You know. Now, maybe there's some money involved or some incentive in a deal or something like, like if, if Ron goes out that way, just trying to take care of somebody, like, hey man, I could get it. We're four and twelve. Take care of who for what? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. I was. I mean, let, let's be real. This. That's why. I, like that little say, ain't no crying in baseball. All this, like we treating everybody like they're kids. These are grown ass men that make ridiculous amounts of money to play a game. Put more time into your profession and come out and play better. That that'll get everybody more money. You know, hey, don't you think if we were, if the season would be extended, we got other shows and things like that, we can make some more money too, right? Sure. Come on, bro. I would love if we were talking playoffs instead of total rebuild. <laughs> but I'd rather go total rebuild than another eight and eight, seven and ten. Eight and nine, seven and ten. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, here's what I can tell you. Ron Rivera was asked relatively directly if he thinks the franchise is in a better position now than it was when he got here. The answer was interesting. What else is interesting? You want to have some fun, not talk about aggressive mediocrity football? Go to Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. Rudy's has a double-decker driving range with top tracer technology that is half the price of their competitors. Half the price. You know how sometimes you go to the one spot and it's fun but it's expensive? Go check out Rudy's. It's fun and it's affordable. They've got an awesome bar with great draft beers, really good food. I love the wings there. And the first Saturday of every month, they have a big old party where you can bring kids in the morning, adult stuff in the afternoon, live bands, face painting in the morning. It's going to be a blast. B, I haven't told you this. Um, Saturday is Ainsley's fifth birthday. And my boy Henry at Rudy's, I have hired the Rudy's Golf face painter to come to the house and face paint for all the little girls at the birthday party. All right. Brian, if you want to come over and get your face painted, you're welcome. 
I'll pass on that one. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Check them out at I don't Rudy. Want to beat me up. <laughs> Check them out at rudysgolf.com or Rudy's Golf on Instagram. Landville, is this the music video where they were like rolling around in the in the black sand in Hawaii, just more or less getting it done? How old do you think I am? You think I watch music videos? Music videos were the were it for a while. Yeah, in like nineteen eighty seven. Who is this? Chris nah man. I what I wasn't in nineteen eighty seven I was five years old. I'm telling you, like TRL when I was in high school was it. All right, so that's nineteen ninety seven. That's not that much later. I mean, it's 10 years later. <laughs> Who sings this song? Chris Isaac. All right, yeah. This is Wicked Game. Yeah. Dude, this video, listen, if you were, what, t- what year did this? I played football with him in college. Really? No, nah, not that dude, but a dude named Chris Isaac. <laughs> this, <laughs> listen, this music video is damn near pornographic. And if you were, well, say, Black if, Sand Beaches, that's where it normally happens. I, I wouldn't know. Um, I think it's a beach in San Diego called Black's Beach. A couple of things would go down. I take your word for it. I'm going to drop this video in the in the text thread, though. Watch it on your own time. Um, now, Brian, we've had a little discussion about... And it's not easy, man. Are they better now than four years ago? I kind of think it's the Spider-Man meme. I think it's like... I don't... I can't... I can't... I can't honestly say yes I think it's close. I mean, we, we we can say, like, people are going to tell us about the talent level. But is the production any better? Because if you have better talent and, you, and you're still not winning games, that means what? B, I'm not convinced there's better talent. Let, let, let's, let's hear from Ron, his answer. All right. um, number 12, Landini, he was asked about this yesterday. Are they better now than when he arrived? Well, I'd like to think we're, we're in a better place. It's probably a better, a fair way to say it. Um, I, I, I most certainly do appreciate my time here, and, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. And, again, we'll, we'll focus in on what's, uh, what's coming first on Sunday, and that's uh, getting ready for Dallas. The better place I agree with him, but I think a lot of that is driven by an ownership change. Probably you know, so. That, that's kind of beyond his control. If you just want to look at the numbers – now, in 2019, they finished the year 3-13, and 13, started 0-5, fired Jay. They won in Miami, which, you know, if you want to butterfly affect this thing, cost them the chance of drafting Joe Burrow. Um, they, they, were, they were competitive late in the year. They, ha- they had a competitive loss in Green Bay. I remember Dwayne Haskins. You know the, how the lock- – <laughs> people may not know this. The visitors' locker room in Green Bay – that is old, you know, Lambo's 100 years old or whatever, and they, they've made that thing incredibly difficult to get into and out of. Mm-hmm. And I remember Haskins turned his ankle and then had to walk up this set of narrow stairs to get up to the locker room, which was, you know, some good old gamesmanship, probably by Curly Lambo or Vince Lombardi or something. <laughs> um, but just looking at that year, they went 3-13, and um, their point differential was minus 169. They finished 32nd in points scored, 27th in points allowed. Um, so they offensively were really bad. Uh, 32nd in points, 31st in yards. Defensively were bad, 27th in points, 27th in yards. At least there was some consistency, if you want something 
you want to try to find a silver lining. This year, 4-12, and 12, the, the point differential is damn near identical, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. They're, they were one, minus 169 in 19. They're minus 161 this year. Um, it's a little bit inverted where their offense is bad but not awful. They're 23rd in points scored, 21st in yards gained. Their defense is awful, 32nd in points allowed, 32nd in yards gained, mm-hmm. or in yards allowed. Um, but see, this is the thing. They're pretty they, damn similar, dude. When I asked the question, so he, it's four years, four first-rounders, right? Yeah. And one of them is gone. Yeah. And the other three did not play like we thought they would, right? I, I don't, I'm not trying to be negative here. I, I find it hard to believe that Jamin Davis is on the roster next year. Well, but this, this is the question, though. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I look, when people say stuff, you have a right to try to critique it or figure out, take parts of it and see what you want to challenge. You drafted four first-rounders. One is off your team. One is playing a position that he didn't play in college and, and haven't lived up to the hype. And B is probably going to jail. Remember that there's like the whole jail thing lingering for after the season? Yeah, that's a couple of a couple yeah. of days or so. Which You're, isn't a big deal, yeah, yeah. but like if, if you the the big thing coming for Jamin is they have to make a decision on his fifth year option. That's true. And I'd find it impossible to pick up the option. And generally when you don't pick up the option, that player isn't here. That even happened with Chase Young. That's true, but what if number a, two what if a defensive pick? coordinator come in here and say that dude should be playing a certain way and put him there? Sure, and you don't you know? pick up the option and you just play him. And they could pick it up and say because yeah. we feel he should have been outside the whole damn time. Right, that's possible. You know, so about what I'm saying is, you drafted four of them, and where were they ranked when they got here? All four of them on the, uh, well, one on, one is on offense, one offense, four Who has and three on defense, way off. So, uh, but, but the question I'm asking is where. Where they rank when they got, and where they rank now? Defensively, when in 2019, they were 27th in points allowed, 27th in yards allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, the, some of the problem with trying to invest so heavy defensively is that it's just so volatile. Listen to the the four years Ron's been here. No, I mean, that's the question. They were 27th then. They were 27th in now, 32nd, right? 32nd. They're 32nd. Dead last. So yeah, if you could, you could say. Well, I think we're in a better position. The numbers don't don't follow that. No. Okay. No. That's all I'm saying. Totally. I, I mean, I, Greenberg has the exact number. I want to say it's 22 of 33 Rivera draft picks have been on the defensive side of the ball. And and the volatility, and, and if you remember, I, I wrote a story about this. I don't even know what website I was writing for at that point. But I wrote a story about this this summer about – the problem with expecting return similar returns defensively year over year. Um, in four years with Ron, I'll just do points allowed. In Ron's first season, they were fourth in points allowed. His second season, 25th in points allowed. Last year, they were seventh in points allowed. This year, dead last. Now I'll do yardage because they don't always correlate, but watch, these numbers sure do. His first year, second in yards allowed. Second year, 22nd in yards allowed. Last season, third in yards allowed. This year, 32nd. I, I think defensively, who you play matters so much. And when you when they had advantageous schedules, they tended to take advantage. But when they played tougher opponents, they've just gotten drilled. Mm-hmm. And, and this year's been a disaster. You fire the coordinator. 
Um, you, you know, you, you do trade away Young and Sweat, and that has some level of impact. But they were already last with those guys here. Hmm. I, I think – I mean, you talk about the four first-rounders in Ron's time. Chase is already gone. He's and already gone. Yeah. Jamin maybe was misused, maybe just isn't the guy they thought. Who knows? Dotson, his rookie season last year, looked like a real player, especially as a real red zone threat. This year, he's been largely non-existent. Is that Dotson? Is that the quarterback? Is that a scheme change? Maybe they, you know, he was able to do more in in a in last year. I don't know. I don't know that answer. But now, all of a sudden, you've got a real question on what Dotson is for this organization long term. And this year, Emmanuel Forbes, I, I, let's just. Maybe things will change, but that looks like a disaster of a pick. Right now, things can who? always change. Jamin, you said? No, I'm saying Forbes. Forbes, yeah, it, it seems like it. But Like, know. Jamin at this point looks like a, a C. Like, if you're grading it, he looks like a C of a draft pick. Forbes, you hope that it's just one lost year, mm-hmm. but it looks like an F. Yeah, well. It, it could change, yeah. but. I, I just think that the whole thing, like, Jamin, I'm not Jamin, uh, uh Jahan showed you a lot. And I'll say this. Everybody thought Terry had fallen off early. Yeah. I mean, Terry and Jahan didn't fall off. I, I, I'm i telling you, inexperience at the quarterback position where I, I'm going to just throw to what I'm reading instead of people that I know I'm going to go to. That affects things. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, you, you wonder how much of a real evaluation we got this season. Mm-hmm. Helping us look at all of it from every angle. Our guy Neil Greenberg. Analytical angle. That's right. Greenberg next. Don't go anywhere.